Good morning and happy Sabbath, Tabernacle of Praise. Good morning happy and happy Sabbath. Sabbath. Amen. <laughs> it is a blessing to be back on this platform, on this here virtual space with you. And uh, we just thank God for this opportunity that he has given us. Amen. Once again, mm -hmm. to be able to come and spend this time with you. We are celebrating a special weekend for our dad. So we want to just say to our fathers, Happy Father's, Happy Father's Day. Day. Happy Amen. Father's Day. Happy hey, Father's Day, honey. Hey, thank you so much. Such an awesome dad. Hey, He's such you. an awesome thank father. Thank you so yes, much. Yes. Uh, so we want to wish all of our dads a happy, happy father. uh, Father's Day. I know there's a program tonight um, at 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. You could go to our Central States um, website. That is www.central-hyphen. Um, states.org. You can go there and you can find, find that special program for our fathers, um, our dads um, tonight. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, and also, we just want to remind you that this week, um, I believe it launches off our um, women's, I think there's a week of prayer. Okay. Um, and so we want to encourage you to go to our Central States website and you will find the link to how to join that virtual time of um, this week of prayer. Again, we're just so thankful for all of our anniversaries, honey. Anniversaries, any families or couples that were married in the month of June. Amen, yeah. We're not into August, but yeah. June. June, June, we so celebrate June. Beautiful month, yeah. Amen, yeah. and so we Happy celebrate all couples, all um, graduations, yeah. birthdays. So we still have some people getting, you know. Yeah, know, getting those degrees. I know they're putting that work in there. They need to get that degree. Exactly. We need to celebrate them as well. Happy Amen. Birthdays. Happy birthday. Shout out. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for the month of June, for you, for spending this time with us. We want to welcome um, all of our visiting friends and family and our guests. Um, we have some faithful um, followers, and we want to say thank you so much for your uh, faithfulness um, to this ministry um, and we just want to encourage that God will continue to bless you um, and that you that God will do exceedingly abundantly um, above that you can think of or even imagine in your life and in your space. And so we want to thank you so much for spending this time with us um, at this time. We do want to go ahead and move forward. Amen. Um, as we turn the program over to um, Elder Lee. Um, but before that, again, we want to encourage everyone to write down those prayer requests. I believe my wife will be writing those prayers down again. Amen. We're still in that place. Um, and so we want to encourage you to do that as we still encourage you to go on our website, mm -hmm. amen, um, and log in those prayer requests there as well. Uh, but at this time, we're going to turn it over to Elder Lee um, to talk to you about how you can help support this awesome ministry, Elder Lee. Good morning, everyone. This is Elder Carroll wishing you a happy Sabbath and also a happy Juneteenth. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. Let me tell you, this is where our stewardship nugget, and I want to talk to you today about stewardship of tithe and offering. Of course, our stewardship principles are stewardship of time, talent, temple, and treasure. I want to speak to you about treasure today. You know, when I was growing up, my mom used to watch this show. It was called As the World Turns. And when it came on, you'd see a picture of the globe spinning around in space. And the people in that program were all focused on their lives, all the issues that they were going through on the planet. But as Christians, we need to recognize that there is the visible world and then there's the invisible world. We live between those two worlds. We live between this earth and we live between heaven. And what we see on this earth, other human beings, plant life, animal life, etc. But on the invisible world, that's the world of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, as well as angels, both good and bad angels. 
So we live in between the seen and the unseen, the visible and the invisible, the temporary and the eternal. And many times, as especially as Missourians, this is Missourians, this is called the show me state. You have to show me before I believe it. But when we read in John 20, 29, Jesus was speaking to Thomas, who we now know as doubting Thomas, that's what we like to call him. Thomas didn't believe Jesus was resurrected until he actually saw him and touched him. And Jesus said, you believe because you see me. But he said, blessed are those who believe without seeing. So there's a blessing in believing things that we cannot see. In Malachi 3.10, the Lord promises that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing so much that we can't even receive it. It says blessing, not, not plural, but singular, a blessing over your life. That includes a lot of different aspects of your life. So we have to believe that as we're faithful in tithing and offering that God has promised he's going to pour us out this blessing and that we're going to see these blessings in our lives. We don't know if it's going to come financially. We don't know if it's going to come physically. We don't know if it's going to come spiritually, but we have to believe that it's going to come because God said it's going to come. We have to continue to be faithful and know that he has promised that there would be a blessing and we have to look for that blessing. Again, not always in the visible world, but in the invisible world. We have to live by the principle of faith, which means believing things that we cannot see yet. And we believe in God, even though we can't see him. We believe in oxygen, even though we can't see it. We believe our heart is working, even though we can't see it. It's the same with those blessings that God promises in Malachi. As we are faithful and honest in our tithing and returning our faithful offering, the blessings will come. The blessings do come, but let us remember to open our spiritual eyes so that we can see them and keep our eyes open also for those things that are visible. To be a Christian, the scripture says, the just live by faith. In Galatians 3.11, the just live by faith, meaning we have to continue trusting in God where we can't even see him. Continue being faithful in your tithe and offering. You can return through our cash app giving at dollar sign T-O-P giving. Also, you can go to adventistgiving.org. And of course, you can return them through the mail to our treasure. Continue to be faithful in time, talent, temple, and treasure. God has promised a blessing. Look for it in the visible and the invisible world. Be blessed and be a blessing and enjoy the rest of this Sabbath day. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for being back with us. And thank you so much, Elder Lee, for sharing with us on those important ways of um, being faithful, uh, those important ways of supporting this ministry. We thank God for you. Um, again, it is indeed a blessing and an honor to be in the presence of an awesome God. Uh, for those that are just joining us, um, we want you to go ahead and share this link with someone. Go ahead and go on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, um, we want you to invite your family and friends to be a part of this service today. I believe there is a word from the Lord. Um, and so we want the word to get out. So we want you to share this link. If you're on YouTube, um, we ask that you would share this link. Let them know that, you, that we are here, that we are back in the house. Amen. Um, and so as we continue to move forward, we want to encourage you to write down your prayer requests. As my wife is standing by, logging those down. I'll come back a little later. 
and we'll pray over those prayer requests. We believe in the power of prayer um, as we celebrate our history of Juneteenth. Amen. Um, and so we just want to encourage everyone to, um, you know, be faithful, encourage everyone to trust God, encourage everyone, amen, to continue to hold on. These are some very trying times, some very challenging times, and we get it, we understand, but we also know that God is a very present help um, in the time of any storm, in the time of any struggle, um, any challenge that we face in life, that God is there. Um, so go ahead and share, let them know that we're here, um, let them know what's happening in the house, amen. Um, at this time, we do want to continue to move forward by faith as we um, invite now to come and bless us with song um, and minister to us in song, um, Sister Beverly uh, Stewart-Anderson. Hear ye from this woman of God.
Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Amen. Amen. God is so good and he is truly worthy um, to be praised. He is truly an awesome God. Thank you so much, Sister Beverly, for that special um, music selection. Um, as always, we serve a God that is worthy to be praised. He's able to do all, to do exceedingly abundantly above that we can think of or even imagine. And so at this time, we do want to go ahead and transition over to um, our prayer time together today um, as we seek God's uh, favor um, upon our lives. So I'm going to invite my wife, if she don't mind, um, bringing those um, prayers over um, and we'll pray over those. Amen. Again, we just want to remember all of our sick and shut in, all of those that are um, heavy laden, all of those that are dealing with um, life challenges that we will be able to, um, that God will be able to just move mightily upon their lives. Again, we thank God for this privilege um, and this opportunity that he has given us um, to come before him on this here blessed day. She's steady writing those prayers down. Um, we thank God for her ministry. We thank God for her faithfulness and her dedication. Um, so at this time, we do want to encourage each one to share this link, to um, tell a friend, um, let them know that we are here. Um, let them know that we're in the house, amen, um, as she comes, amen, as she comes. Amen. I'm going to give her this as she gives me that. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. We double tag teaming, working it out over here. Amen. We have to get back in our, in our we got to get back in the church. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Amen. We have to get back in our church. Amen. We doing a lot of juggling over here, um, but we know that we must keep it moving. Keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Um, thank you so much, honey. I appreciate you. Um, we want to remember Sister um, um, Iveta in, in prayer. Um, Iveta is asking um, prayer for her family. Amen. Turn it. I'm sorry, honey. Amen. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. She was directing traffic again over there. Sister Beverly, amen. But we still want to remember Sister Yvette, though. Want to remember her in prayer as well, her and her family as well. Um, pray for her health and her friends and um, her co-workers and everything. Um, we also want to remember Sister Beverly. She's asking for prayer for all fathers. Amen. This is a special Father's Day weekend, so we want to pray for all fathers and pray for our um our caregivers. We want to remember them in prayer as well. Um, Elder Paul Harris, we want to remember him in prayer, prayer for his dad um, who is still in the hospital. So we want to lift him up in prayer. Um, Karen Lewis is praying for, uh, would like prayer for um, the weapon of, of the enemy has aimed at her concerning work. Um, she prayed that it will not prosper nor bear fruit. The enemy is attacking her on her job. And so we want to lift her up in prayer. Um, we also want to continue to pray for um, uh, the Spanish Lake, amen, and all um, our neighbors, amen. We want to remember them in prayer um, and pray for our top family. Um, we rem remember our, our, our family here at Tabernacle of Praise. Um, we also want to remember, it's not on here, but while it's on my mind, um, the young um, man who lost his life on, on the other day, on yesterday, I believe it was, um, who drowned, amen. I believe um, we want to remember that family in prayer, such a tragedy, young life. 
Um, Sister Teresa Harris praying for her children, her sibling, and her parents. Uh, we pray for the Harris family, the extended family, again, family members, success in um, upcoming business sales. We want to remember them in prayer as well. Um, Angela Graydon, we want to pray for her youngest sister who was having um, health issues. So we want to remember her in prayer. And again, Alvina, we have you here. Uh, we want to pray for her family, herself, and those she has witnessed to. And she want to pray for um, her daughter, Jaden. We also want to remember my family, um, my daughter, amen, my, my children, our children, amen, um, that God will move mightily on their lives. We also want to lift up our very own Elder Roger Bernard, um, his family, his wife, as they have major decisions to make with um, um, his wife's mom and the caregiving there. Um, there's so much on the table. There's so much at stake. And so we ask that God would rally around um, our president as he leads this conference. There was so much happening, so much is going on. Um, but we know that God is uh, faithful and that God hears us when we pray. So at this time, um, if you don't mind bowing your heads with me as we seek the Lord in prayer, let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful for your love and your kindness. As always, you are truly um, an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. I pray now your Holy Spirit will fall afresh on me. Um, as we stand here on this platform and as the word goes forth to on this platform with different individuals logging in and chiming in, um, this is a new experience for, for all of us. Um, but Father, we believe that you are still uh, faithful, that you are still on the throne and that you're still in control. And so as we maneuver through these obstacles, as our stress levels rise and fall, as our anxiety kicks in, and as all these emotions run through our body and our minds, um, we're asking you, God, to hold us close, to never let us go, um, but to keep us ever before you. And while we can't always figure these things out, Father, we believe and trust and know that you have already worked them out. And so we lift up before you in a very special way as we seek your forgiveness, as we ask you to cleanse us, as we search you, oh God, and ask that you will search us um, and help us to be the people you've called us to be. We lift up before you, Sister Beverly, Father, who's praying for all fathers, who's asking us to lift up our dads. Lord, there is a, a great attack on, on African-American men. Um, but we pray, oh God, that you will cover us and that you will keep all men ever before your presence. We pray for um, all of our congregants okay, uh, and our caregivers. We pray for um, those that are sitting with loved ones and sitting with family and friends who's doing the work that, that the loved ones are, not that they don't want to do, but some are just not able to do. So we're asking you would be with those caregivers and um, that they will have a love and a compassion of Christ as they care for um, loved ones. We also want to lift up before you, Dad Harris, in a very special way, who is still in the hospital as we pray, um, that you would do a great work in his life and do a great work on his life, um, as you have already demonstrated your work um, for his life by laying down your life, 
that he may have life. And so we're asking that you will continue to give him strength and be with his sons, his daughters, um, be with his, his, his family as they seek to, to pray him through this. We know that you have him in the palm of your hand, so we commit it to you right now. Uh, be with Sister Lewis, who's also asking for prayer. Uh, her job is uh, the attack of the enemy on her job. Uh, these are some very crucial times, very, 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 very trying times that we're in. And the enemy is seeking. He know that he have but a short time. And he's doing everything he possibly can to cause your people to turn their backs on you. But Father, we're going to turn towards you. If we're going to do any turning, it's going to be a turn towards you. Because we know where our help comes from. Our help comes from you. These aren't just words that we speak, sounds that we hear. But there is a relationship with the unknown God, the unseen God, the one that sits high and look low, that, that the world don't understand. The world don't, don't, can't seem to wrap its mind around a God that is able to speak all things into existence. And so, Father, we're not going to dwell on those that have an issue with you, or dwell on those that, that, for whatever reason, choose not to accept you. We're going to be about our Father's business and be an example, be that light that shines in a dark place. That's what we're called to do, to be, to be change agents, to be a light, to be salt, to go around and let people know that you are real. Just simply by the life that we live, uh, the, the, we are the epistle, um, as the devotional said this morning, we are the epistle. We are the, 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 the writings of Christ by the life that we live. What does your epistle say? And so, Father, we ask that you will cover us and help us to be about your business. We also want to lift up before you, Father, Sister Beverly, again, oh God, who's praying for Spanish Lake as we lift them up before you, the tragedy, oh God, the loss of life, the hurt and the pain. Oh God, we ask that you will just be with the family um, that lost a young one on the other day, on yesterday, I believe it was. Uh, Father God, such a tragedy, woke up with excitement, but then you lay down that night devastated. And so, Father, I can relate. Hallelujah. And so we're asking that you will be with the family in a very special way. Cover and keep them, Lord. Be with our tabernacle of praise family. We ask that you will help us, oh God, to come together as we look to, to get back into our building. Of, um, in September, we pray, oh God. Um, that you will allow it to happen with, with love and with, and with understanding, with wisdom, with guidance. Um, again, as we seek to worship you in our physical building, we also ask that you will continue to be um, with the Sister Harris and her children, her siblings and her parents. Be with the Harris family, the extended family, the members. And we pray for success and the upcoming business sale that they have on the table. We pray for them, oh God, that they will make the right decision, that whatever they do, oh God, that your hand will be about it. Be with Sister Angela. We pray for her youngest sister who is having health issues. 
Um, Father, you are the great physician. You are still the great healer. And so we're asking that you will stop by where she is and that you will touch her and let her know um, that you have her, oh God, um, that she is the apple of your eye. And also, God, be with, be with Sister um, Alvina. Cover her right now, oh God. Um, be with her family. Be with herself, those that she witnessed to, oh God. Her daughter, Jordan, just cover her, oh God. And Lord, we ask that you remember my family. The enemy is busy. And we don't want to give him any credit, Father, but we do recognize that his, his, we recognize his ways. We recognize when that joker is in the room. And so we pray right now in the name of Jesus that he will be rebuked from this place, rebuked from the, the, the atmosphere, uh, that your word will be proclaimed, this YouTube and Facebook and whatever platform or media industry, this here's message is going over that you will touch it right now. Be it on the phone line, touch it right now, oh God. We pray, oh God, without any reservation um, that you will guide us through this. Be with my daughters and my sons um, as the enemies seek to try to deter them from what is right. Uh, Father God, much load is laid upon them, much weight. But Father, I'm reminded that you will put no more on us and what we're able to handle, and what we're able to bear. And so, Father, we pray for our daughters, our sons. I pray for my wife this morning. Lord, you know, you say, he that findeth the wife findeth a good thing. And I thank you, Father, for opening up my blinded eyes, because I was truly blinded. And you showed me, oh God. And I thank you for her right now. I thank you for her love and her support that she has displayed by way of her love for you. Thank you so much for my wife. Thank you for our children. Thank you for Tabernacle of Praise. Love our church. We love this platform. We thank you again and all that you do. Now bless us through the word of God. Speak to us through the word for the word is truth. Take us to that next place and we anxiously await you when you come. We will continue. We will continue, God, and to the day you return, we will continue to worship and praise you in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. God is truly good. I've been trying to get um, this here thing up and running. Amen. So, you know, God is truly an amazing God. Can I get a witness out there? I wish I was in the church house tonight. Uh, the, uh, this morning, I say tonight. I wish I was in the church house this this morning because I believe that there are some witnesses out there. I believe that there are those that are out there that understand and know that we serve an awesome God, that we serve an amazing God, that He is truly. I'm gonna pass this over to you, honey. And I may need it. I may not need it. If you can open up my email, the, the Gmail, I appreciate it. Uh, we may need it. We may not need it. Um, but we know that God is faithful, that God is a very present help in the time of storm. You know, I am reminded that every day of my life is a day of grace. I'm just, I'm just saying it's a day of grace. It's a day that God has granted me. And I thank God for it. I don't want to I don't want to sell anything short. I don't want to uh, belittle anything that God has done and that God is doing. 
you know, but this platform that we're on right now, there's so many, there's so many tools, there's so many different things that have to take place. Um, that is just, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, words cannot even begin to, to describe, but what I'm understanding, and that is that God take us through different seasons and we go through different challenges and we go through different phases for a reason. We don't always understand it. Um, it doesn't always make sense, but what we do know is that God is still in control. But what we want to do, we're just going to go ahead and jump into this. It's in my heart. It's in my spirit already. Um, but I did write down some things that I just really wanted to highlight. Um, but at the end of the day, we know that God's word will be proclaimed. So if you turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, there are just three verses of scripture that I want to share with us today. Thank you so much, Brother Andre. Um, three verses of scripture that I want to share with you today coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, um, beginning with verse 16. Um, and the word of God declares that therefore we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. It goes on to say in verse 17, for our light affliction, what kind of affliction is it? That's right. It's a light affliction, which is but for a moment. How long is it? A moment. That's right. It's only for a moment. I know sometimes it seems like a lifetime. I know it seems like um, it's, it's forever, but, but it's only for a moment. And I'm thanking God because he comes and shares with us that it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Amen. Verse 18 sums it up this way. Come on in here. Come on in here. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, amen, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So in other words, the things that are seen, should I say, are temporary, the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so today, as I look at this topic, um, I did title it Seeing the Invisible, but I switched the name up. I just want to call this The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for what you have done and what you are doing and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. As always, we give you praise, honor, and glory. Um, you are truly an amazing God. And as we step onto this platform, um, we ask that you will speak to us through thy word, for thy word is truth. Um, now I must decrease that your Holy Spirit may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Excuse me for a minute. Amen. The invisible man, the invisible man, the invisible man. You know, what? as I began to look at this passage, and I began to look at this and the Lord laid this on my heart and 
as we start out with verse 16, um, I started reading it and I read it several times. I read verse 16, 17, you know, you kind of reread it. And one thing that just kind of stuck at me, stuck it, stuck with me um, was just the first word, the first word, therefore. And it seemed like I couldn't go forward um, without first taking a look at what came before that. Because when you hear therefore, it's like walking into a room I'm in a conversation and as you enter in, someone starts to say, therefore, uh, okay, now, I don't know, whatever you hear after that, you know, we, we, you know, but in order for you to understand its proper context, you have to understand what took place before the therefore. Um, and so I had to go back a little ways. And so I began to look at the text. I said, well, let me just bag up a little bit. And, and I went back to verse seven. I went back to verse seven. That's the next break in chapter four and um, where it talks about casting down, but not um, but not um, un uh, unconquered, cast down, but unconquered. Amen. Uh, and, and so verse seven says, but we have this hope. And, 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 and then, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't even read any further. I must I, I have to be honest with you, um, because, again, you know, but. Um, would suggest to me that, you know, something, something has transpired before this conversation. So I can't, again, walk in the room and the conversation is being taken place. And, 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 and as I enter in, I walk in on, but we have this. And, and, and so in order for me to understand that, you know, just work with me a little bit, if you will, uh, uh, in order for me to get a proper understanding of the context of what was taking place in the room, I have to go back a little further. I have to, I have to go back to verse, you know, to um, chapter four. Amen. And so when I look at chapter four again, it starts off with therefore. I said, okay, now in order for me to understand all of this, work with me, y'all work with me. In order for me to understand all that is going on. See, see, this is this is how you want to work with the Bible and have the Bible work with you. Because sometimes we just jump in here and we just pick a place and we start tilling and and and, and moving and 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 we're not understanding the proper context. And so I had to go back a little further. I said, okay, how can I how can I get a better understanding of what is going on in verse 16? Uh, and so I went back to chapter three. And I must be honest with you, I looked at it real close. I said, you know what, let me just start with verse one. And I was like, okay, okay, let's, let's look at that. And so verse one starts off with a question. Okay, now we, now, now, we can, now we can have a conversation. Because the question is simply, do we begin again to command ourselves, to command ourselves? Or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendations to you are letters of commendation. So now we're able to understand as even in the prayer, uh, uh, as we talk about being an epistle, uh, uh, being, being an epistle, epistle is simply a letter. You know, when you look at the New Testament, the last, those, those smaller books in the New Testament, we call those epistles. And even Paul, Paul wrote a lot of the letters. Matter of fact, 2 Corinthians is simply an epistle, a letter that Paul wrote 
to the Corinthian church. And not only that, but Paul wrote this letter while he was in the, uh, in, 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 in the Philippian jail cell, amen? Uh, while Paul was incarcerated, Paul wrote some letters. Paul, Paul wrote some letters to individuals in his lowest state. Individual letters, letters that you and I, you and I find valuable um, in our circumstances as we go through life. Letters, letters that make good sense. And some of the things that we have been experiencing in our own personal lives, I, you know, I, I may not even need those notes. I, 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 I'm feeling something right here, right now. Uh, uh, that, that, that Paul, even in his, even in despair, even, even in his lowest place, his lowest state. Now, I don't know, I don't know, you know, uh, where you are uh, right now, but, but what I understand is that Paul was in a very low place. Uh, when he penned uh, uh, these letters, these epistles. And so he started out by saying, do we begin again to command, amen, or to commend ourselves? Do we give our, ourselves commendations, amen, uh, 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 letters of commendations from you? He goes on to say, but you are, you, you, you are epistles written in our hearts. In other words, Paul is saying, okay, Paul is, you are an epistle. In other words, your life, amen, you are written in our hearts, amen. The life that you live, it speaks to me. The, 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 the way that you go about your ministry, it speaks to me. The way that you love, even when it's, even when it's unbearable. Uh, it speaks to me. Paul is saying your life is an epistle. And, and then he goes on to say, he, he says that think of anything, uh, uh, think of anything being from ourselves, but our, suffer, uh, our, our sufficiency is from God. So now he's beginning to build as we move through this letter. So now he talks about our life being an epistle, our life being a reflection of God's sufficiency is from God. Now he goes on down here to chapter four, where he jumps in. But well, well, let me bag up again, because see, verse seven, he talks about ministry. We have to understand ministry now, that, 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 that all ministry should be given unto God. And that ministry, in ministry, there are, there are times you're going to receive some heartaches. In ministry, uh, a ministry of death, he says, written and engraved on stones was glorified so that the, the uh, children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. In other words, the, the, the ministry is so powerful. It ought to produce a glory unto our God. But at the same time, he goes on to say uh, uh, that, that, that uh, this ministry that we're embarking upon comes with a price. Amen. That this ministry that we're dealing with, amen, it comes with a price. Amen. And that's where we get to verse he, uh, chapter 4 where he began to say therefore since we have this ministry as we have received mercy we do not lo lose heart in other words there, there, there are some there are some things that's going to come upon us as a result of the ministry of Christ as a result of 
the epistle, help me, Lord, that you are writing in your day-to-day -day life. And, and I want to put a pause right there, if you will, and just simply ask you the question, what does your epistle say uh, when people look at you? What, what, what are they reading uh, when they look at you, when they encounter you at Walmart? What does your epistle highlight? What, what's, what does your epistle say? Uh, when people see you in your day-to-day, -day, what, what is your ministry about? What, 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 what is going on in your ministry? Amen. Uh, and, 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 so, and so Paul is simply uh, in, encouraging us as he moves forward. And understand you, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, he's, is, this is coming from a, a, a low place. Paul, Paul is not somewhere in the, in the Caribbean, uh, somewhere on the island, uh, chilling, sipping on lemonade, cooling in the shade. No, 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 no. Paul is in a very hard place, but at the same time, Paul understands that there are times in ministry that there are times in your walk with Christ where you're going to experience some hardship and so he goes on to say as I began to understand now Paul is beginning to make sense that ministry that there are some challenges that come with ministry and then he goes on to tell us but we do not lose heart uh, 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 we do not lose heart, but we have re we, we, we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor the dealing, uh, 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 nor the um, handling the word of God. God deceitfully. So Paul is now, I'm not going to deal with all of that, uh, uh, but, 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 but Paul is simply laying the foundation that we have to understand that we do not lose heart. There are some things that we have to hold accountable. We don't, we don't deal with craftiness. We don't deal with shite. You know, well, one thing that I just, you know, that bothers me, you know, I don't, you know, one thing that really gets me is, you know, with shysty folk. I don't like dealing with shysty folk. You know what I'm saying? That, uh, uh, that, that, you know, folk that have another agenda. Uh, folk that come to you, amen, and they present themselves. They show you their, 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 uh, their, their uh, epistle, if you will, as, 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 as if they have your best interest at heart. But, oh, it's that, it, it's that, it's that small print. It's that, you you know, reading between the lines, you know how it is, you know, that's that uh, stuff that they that they really don't want you to read. So they give you all of this stuff over here. But what's really important is this small stuff. It's so small. When you look at it, you did you still your, your head starts spinning and you don't even want to fool with it. But it, but but it, it's that small print that we need to take notice of, and and, and there are people uh, like you know we have to be careful about shy For one thing, I like I said, I don't like shy folk. And so Paul, Paul is, is, is breaking it down. He's laying it all down now. We understand that in ministry, you're gonna have you're gonna have some some moments in ministry where things are not gonna work in your favor. As 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 as, as, as holy. 
as you are. Oh, help me right there, Holy Ghost. As as righteous as you are. I, I know as, as faithful as you are with your tithe and your offering, as committed as you are to studying every morning at 530. I, I, you know, there will still be some challenges showing up in your life. I get it, you holy. I get it, you righteous folk out there. And when stuff show up, it throws you off balance because you can't believe that this is happening to you because you're so righteous. Hallelujah. But Paul have to remind us that even in your righteousness, you're going to have some challenges. Even in your holiness, come on somebody, that you're going to still have problems. You're still going to have issues. You're still going to have moments in your walk with Christ that's going to seem like you're all alone. Just look at Paul. Paul is saying, I did everything that I knew was, that was right. Hallelujah. Paul, Paul, Paul. If anybody ought to know, Paul ought to know. Yes, Paul, who was once Saul, who once persecuted the church, who once took the lives of church folk. Now he's talking a, a, a new talk. Now he's walking a new walk. Now he have new lenses on. And he's saying to you and to me that in ministry, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at the fact that you third generation or fourth generation. It doesn't matter that you love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul. It doesn't matter that you, that, that you have given up everything. You've have, you have denounced your family. You've turned against your kinfolk, and you don't visit them anymore. Be all for the gospel's sake. It doesn't matter. God is saying you're going to have persecution. But the catch is, here we go right here. We have to understand that even in persecution, come on in here. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. If I'm stepping on your toes, just pick them up off the floor. Come on, somebody. He comes on to say that we have to understand that in ministry, you're going to have some challenges. But we have this treasure. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, but we have this treasure. That's why we're able to stand in the midst of it all. Now it's making sense. Now it's coming together. Now everything is starting to come and, and, and line up. He comes back in verse 7. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm about to get excited right there. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us hallelujah in other words what paul is saying is that we have this earthen earthen vessel there is a vessel this vessel that i'm in right now hallelujah that is not about me hallelujah oh that's why i can get excited that's why I can praise God in the midst of it all because I recognize, help me, Lord, that is not about me. And see, this causes a problem. Oh, let me just stay right there, Lord. Uh, this causes a problem to some folk uh, because they expect you to feel some kind of way when tragedies show up. They expect you to act a certain way. You see, they want sympathy. They want, they want, they, they, they want it to be about them. And, and the problem is, help me, Lord, the problem is uh, is that it is never about you uh, and whenever you make a situation hallelujah no matter how messed up it is if you make it about you uh, you have now put yourself in the place of God because it is never
never uh, about you, uh, but it's always about God. And too often, my brothers and sisters, we make stuff about us when it should be made about God. You know, we living in this in this pandemic time, and you believe it or not, you know the um the you know the um the um the um suicide and the and the and the and the mental uh, um issue and 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 all these the, you know, uh, all this has it, it's on it's on a rise in other words mental illness is on a rise and you know and and and, and the thing is is that you know we you know and, and instead of us understanding that we're living in some very dangerous times, hallelujah, that we're living in some very reckless times, some very reckless times, amen. We have to understand that even in the midst of all of that, hallelujah, with suicide on the rise, that God is still in control. And I know it's unconceivable. I know it seems like it just doesn't make sense because the question has been asked oh so many years ago. If God is a good God, then why does he allow starving babies to die if God is a good God then why did he allow mama to die if God is such a good God then why did he allow the trade center to why did God allow COVID if God is a good God and what we have to understand is that even in the midst of all of that that God is a good God because there could have been more death God showed his mercy because he kept you alive God showed his grace and his favor because while everybody was being shut down, God was building you up. God showing you, even in the midst of a pandemic, that he is faithful because while everybody else was losing jobs, folk was inventing jobs and creating jobs. So God is still good. And besides, my brothers and sisters, we have to understand that all things work together for the good of them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So God makes no mistakes. Come on, say, help me, Lord. A uh, 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 God, God makes no mistakes that God understands everything that goes on, that God understands everything that is happening in our lives, that God see the end from the beginning. So there is a treasure. There is a hope and it's in us. Hallelujah. God has said, I'm working some things out. So now it's beginning to make sense. Now it's coming a little closer. Now as I prove a little closer and get to uh, 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 verse 16. Amen. I realize now what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, therefore we do not lose heart. Oh, I get excited right there. When stuff show up, I don't lose heart. When stuff just happen, I don't lose heart. When people attack my character, I don't lose heart. Why? Because my life is an epistle. My life is a reflection of God. My life is a reflection of the king of kings and the lord of lords i get it now uh, that in ministry uh, you're gonna be persecuted uh, in ministry hallelujah you're gonna be attacked uh, in ministry uh, that people are gonna come for your life uh, but he says therefore uh, even when they come for you we do not lose heart uh, we do not sidestep uh, even though uh, the outward man 
man may be perishing, even though it looked like I'm dwindling away. It looked like I'm losing my mind. It looked like all hope is gone. The outward man, you see, sometimes we get caught up on the outward man, and we fail to realize that there is an invisible man, that there is something going on on the inside. And sometimes we get caught up on what the eyes see. We get caught up on what we see externally, but we fail to realize that something's on the inside. It's working on me, trying to get on the outside. I can't keep it to myself that there is something happening on the inside. For we do not lose heart, even though our man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. That's what excites me. That's what motivates me. Come on, angels, and help me with this. That's what gets me going in the morning. So when you ask the question, how do you keep going, Pastor? How do you keep preaching, Pastor? down in your basement. Uh, how do you keep going forward? Uh, that's because something uh, on the inside uh, is being renewed uh, every day uh, because what happened yesterday uh, was just good enough for yesterday. Uh, but he gave me something this morning. Uh, when I woke up this morning, uh, I had a renewed spirit. I have a renewed mind. Uh, I have more dedication, uh, more motivation. Uh, that's why I could run and not get weary. I could run and not faint because something's on the inside. It's working on me and I can't let go if I choose to. I took the brakes off. I can't stop if I want to because God is a good God. Yes, he is. God is a good God. Yes, he is. And so Paul, Paul, oh, I'm going to try to land this thing right here. I'm going to try to land it because I understand now, Paul. I understand what you're saying now. You're saying that there is a work going on on the inside, that there is an invisible me. There is an invisible man. There is a spirit of God on the inside, and he's working on me. It looked like you're down. You look like you're defeated. Your neighbors counted you out. Your job counted you out. And they can't understand how is it that you're able to stand in the midst of it all. They're not our neighbor. They're unable to stand, understand how you're able to run when you should be crawling. They're unable to understand how is it that you're able to talk when your lips should be glued shut. They're not understanding that there is something going on on the, on the inside of you. That late at night when you wind down, all the Bible studies and the late night prayers and the early morning prayers were just giving you strength for those struggles uh, that the enemy thought he had for you. No weapon uh, formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Not one of them shall prosper. And so Paul saying, you know why? Because for our light affliction, 
Oh, yes. See, we have to understand that people of God, we have to understand that people of God, that our afflictions, this stuff that we're going through is light. This is lightweight. This is nothing. God said it's a lightweight. And guess what, my brothers and sisters, even if you move over to the heavyweight category, guess what? It's a lightweight. Because of God, there is nothing heavier than God. So no matter what weight class you may find yourself in, you may be a featherweight. You may be a lightweight. You may consider yourself a heavyweight. But let me explain something to you, people of God. There is no weight class that can supersede the God of gods, the Lord of lords. And oh, I feel that thing right there. The king of kings, the one that spoke all of this into existence. That is my king, my Lord, and my savior. So no matter what weight class you're in, God is still victorious. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's still victorious and is nothing but a light affliction. And guess what, my brothers and sisters, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So, Lord, the more I go through, uh, the stronger I become uh, as a child of God. Uh, the more that I go through, uh, it's only giving me more power uh, to be able to stand, uh, more power uh, to be able to trust you. See, that's why when you go through stuff, uh, don't go whimpering and crying. I know it, I know it, I know it. You say, Pastor, you must be losing. I lost it. Uh-huh. Yes, I have. I lost it. Come on, somebody. Long time ago, uh, and as the truth be told, uh, over 2,000 years ago, uh, Christ lost his mind. Uh, he lost it on the cross uh, when he said, Father, into your hands, uh, I commit my spirit. Uh, for Christ lost it. He lost his mind. He lost his life uh, so that you can have life, so that you can have a sound mind. He lost mental health. Uh, he lost all love it so that you can have it so you're talking about found pastor you lost it yes i have i lost it in the world but i found it in christ i lost it in the streets but i found it in christ christ my rock my savior and in him will i trust i'm trying to land this thing because wow while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. In other words, we don't look at what we see. Quit looking at that stuff. I told you a long time ago, my wife sent me a text. She said, don't look at what you see. Don't look at what you see because you have to understand that there are angels encamped around us. Oh, I know I got angels around me because I started off this here sermon looking for my notes. Come on, somebody. And I knew all along uh, that God had birthed that thing in me, but I wrote down some stuff that I felt like you might need to hear. But God said, no, 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 no. I just had you occupying time. Really, that was what you needed to hear because what they need to hear, you're already saying. That's why I can stand here without a shadow of a doubt that God is speaking, that God is speaking to someone, somebody, because I know that on this platform, I should not be. I know somebody saying, Pastor, you need to quit saying that. I shall not stop talking about how God delivered me from a devil's hell and that I should have been on my way to a devil's hell. But God snatched me out place me in a place that I could not even think I belong. So I'm here because of God. 
Oh, yes, I am. I'm here because of God. And he says that all this stuff, he said, while you are looking at the things on the outside, are looking at what is seen, you know, stop looking at what you see. Stop looking at those bills. Stop looking and start looking at God and start trusting God. Amen. Does that mean that you don't do, take, do your part or do your role? Yeah, you do your part. You do your role. You accumulate them. Amen. God didn't say go out there and accumulate all these bills and then, and then, don't, then don't deal with them. He said, no, do your part. Do what you can do. That's why I'm, I've come to realize that every day of my life is a life doing what I can do. And that which I can't do, my mama used to tell me all the time. I know she's probably watching. She said, you can't get blood out of a turnip. I don't care how red it is. You can't get blood out of a turnip. Come on, somebody. I have to give you what I can. I give you what I'm able to do. I do what I'm able to do. And that which I'm not able to do, it's out of my hand. I can't give you life. I can't give you life. But then he goes on and say that, but at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. And oftentimes we get caught up in temporary things. We get caught up in it. Stuff that are temporary, stuff that means no good. We get caught up in it. Families have fallen apart. Families have stopped speaking to one another over temporary things. But the things which are not seen are eternal. When have the last time we've got caught up in the things which we can see? There is an invisible man that is working on us and he's in there. And every day he's being renewed because one day he that shall come will come and he will crack the sky. And one day, this here old flesh of mine is going to perish. And I'm going to put on imperishable clothing. Hallelujah. This mortal body will become immortal. Amen. I will live forever with my Lord and Savior. That's what Jesus did for us. He died that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, but I want to be with Jesus when he comes. 2,000 years. 2,000 years, amen, you know, it seemed like a long time ago. But my wife just shared with me, I think it was on Facebook, I think it's Elder Rock, uh, 105. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but I celebrate that. 105. Rogers, thank you so much. 105. Seen some things experienced some things, gone through some things. 105, I don't know how old uh, Elder Rogers was when he accepted Christ, but what I do know, he is still an active member in the kingdom of God. Still trusting him, still believing in him. My brothers and sisters, it's time for us to get out of the way of God and let God lead us even in our struggles. Don't look at what you see. Trust what God is doing in your life. For he know exactly, he know exactly what he's doing. There may be somebody here viewing and watching today 
and you're looking for a church, you're looking for someone to connect with, you want to know, how can I get to know this God that you so passionately preached about? How, how can I get to know him? Well, there are a couple of ways, as Andre will put this on the screen, there are a couple of ways that you can connect with us. Uh, you can go to our, our website, amen? You can go to our website and you can connect with us at our website, amen? You can go right there at, <clears throat> at, at www.topsdachurch.org. And you can, we can, you can leave us an email there. If you want prayer, a prayer request, if you're looking for someone to just pray for you, uh, pray with you, there is something that is going on and you, and you want it to be, calm, you know, give me, reach out. We'll pray with you. Uh, we'll connect with you. If you want Bible study, you say, you know what, Pastor, I want to learn a little bit more about this God, this, this Jesus. I want to know a little bit more about the Bible. You can reach out to us. Bible study, baptism. If you're ready to renew your faith, if you're ready to recommit, rededicate, you've just gone through a pandemic and, 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 there, and there is so much happening and you're ready to just reconnect with God, reach out to us. And if you just want to just highlight the pastor, I like to consider myself as a little, a little approachable. You can, you can uh, reach out to me there. But there you have it right there. You can go to our website. You can go to our email. Email topsdachurch at att.net. You can email us. We'll connect with you. We'll reach out to you so that we can see how we can all make it into the kingdom of God. Again, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with us. My name is Pastor Jonathan B. Fields, Jr., and I appreciate your time with me today. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you have done and what you're doing and what you're about to do. We ask now that, Father, that the words that have come out of my mouth will go forward and it will plant seeds and they will reap a harvest that we will populate heaven. Thank you so much for this platform and this privilege. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful, happy Sabbath. Keep the faith.